morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day of week it is for you. Wherever you join us, we appreciate you being here. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm still, I'm still feeling Holocaust Remembrance Day. We've been talking about the idea of time. I don't know. I just, it, it, I'm so, I don't know, I'm moved. Last night on the Shabbat show, we had so many great clips. I want to give a special shout out to that team, Yaakov Ginniger and others. It really brought so many ideas to the forefront as the impact of the Holocaust. And as I was, we were doing the show last night, it began to dawn on me more and more just, and, and God does this. God does this. You know that God does this. We've been together before, long enough to know, even just in this small little show, how many times we're talking about something and something pops into your life or my life. Yesterday, I got a call from a good friend of mine who was going through something with his family and he hadn't been listening for a while. So he just sort of, I guess, picked up where he left off. And the thing we were talking about, which was months ago, was the thing that he needed to hear. That's all God. God's playing chess quietly, invisibly, allowing us to either choose to see him or not. And we're talking about the Holocaust. We're talking about time. And it's just all, it's all coming together. Time. What they would do for time. We had a woman on. For those who haven't seen it last night, if you can, it's really worth it. It's really worth it. You can skip the parts where I'm talking and just go watch the other people. Go to the Shabbatshow.com. It's a, it was so powerful. We had a woman on. Her name was Celia Kenner. She spoke about her life and how she was about to go to her ballet recital. Like literally about to go to her ballet recital. And then the Nazis invaded. And like the next week, it wasn't like a nine-month slow ramp up. The next week, they canceled it. And she went out to her backyard. The next week, like five days later. Do you understand like how five days? And like she goes to her backyard to play with her friends that she's played with her whole life. And they start pointing at her. And then a car drives by and picks her up. And it's basically like a, a kennel that picked up Jewish little kids to their to their execution. Like, this is insane. Time goes quick. One second, you're a ballerina in Poland. The next moment, you're, you're a wanted person because of your Judaism. And then she tells this incredible story of how she survives the ghetto. Her father gets drafted to the army. Her mother gets put into a forced labor camp. She gets hidden in a, a Polish family's home. And all I'm thinking the whole time is time. When I mean time, I don't just mean the clock ticking. I mean, there is a quality towards the ability to be alive, to be mobile, to be free, to be healthy. These are things that we just take for granted. We just take them for granted. To get up in the morning and just walk around, we just take it for granted. 
And and when you come face to face with a tragedy like this, we're not talking about two or three people. We're talking about an entire continent and continents of people that woke up one morning and they lost their time. That's what was taken from them, their time. Some completely. And even the ones that had, so to speak, time, the quality of their time was changed. And she, the end of the story, you got to watch it. It's awesome. The end of the story, she gets hidden in a barn and how she gets to the barn is a whole story. And the, and the woman who takes care of her brings her food every three to four days. So even the days that she was alive, she was just surviving. You know, we miss a meal and we're like losing it. This like 10 year old, she couldn't have been more than 10, 12 at the time, ate once every four days. So even the time that she had when it's not being fed, it wasn't really quality time. Like that's, if you really want to analyze, it's the time that was robbed from them. And even those that survived, how much of their survival was mentally connected to their loss, their whole lives. We, we got to take responsibility for that. We got to own that. We got to just own it. Like we got to like take a breath right now, like right now, wherever you are, just take a breath and own the fact that you have been given the greatest gift of all time before you get to what you want to do today before you get to your agenda you know in in the morning for those that that practice and even for those that don't you really should it's such a great practice really it is regardless of whatever the background denomination we have this ritual that we do every morning called the morning blessings. If you, if you don't say them, you really should really. And you can download it from like a million places. You can get a a prayer book in any language and just, you can look it up and download them. It's like 10, 12 blessings. And we're supposed to say them every morning before we start our day. And they, and they start with thanking God that we're alive and washing our hands and that we can see and, and walk and, 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 and the land is secure and our minds are right. And just, it's such an incredible, for people that are like rote, and we all, to some extent, if you do this, there's a roteness to it. Like you just sort of blow through them. But if you take a minute and do them right, they, they, they orient your day. And until this past week, I never understood what they were doing. That's all right. We have the boost for me so I can learn stuff. I always thought they were just giving appreciation to God, which is worth it because he did give us our life and he did give us our ability to see, and he did give us our ability to move around and walk around. But it was only until recently that I realized that really what this is about 
really the goal of that blessing is to orient our minds to get us to respect our time. Because when you wake up in the morning and you start to appreciate what you got, you will realize that the stuff that you have already is more valuable than the stuff that you're looking for. As valuable as the stuff that you're looking for is. If you wake up in the morning and have basics, you start to realize that, whoa, I got something that is the most valuable resource of my life. I have time. It means my, my feet are on firm ground. And of course, every blessing, like everything in Judaism, is filled with meaning. It's not just the words you say. It's the depth of the words. And you can spend, and I recommend it, days trying to understand what the meaning is. You know, there's one of the blessings. It's in Hebrew, it's Shasali Koltsorki. And the Talmud said in Hebrew in English, that is, you you do you give me everything that I need. And the Talmud says that's connected to your shoes. Now you wouldn't know that unless the you understand what the Talmud says. And that's awesome that you thank God for having footwear. There are people that don't have footwear. But I once heard a great idea from a rabbi in the school that my kids go to that it's not just that, that it's amazing that when you ask that when you thank God for what you need, when it connects to shoes, shoes are the things. If you, if you, if you notice something amazing, if you walk into a shoe store and you ask to buy shoes and the head of the place is like, I got a great deal for you. Why don't you pay the same price for the 10 size 10 and I'll give you a 12. And you go, no, I don't need a 12. You go, no, it's, 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 it's extra. You get more shoe, same price. You're like, no, I need, I need the shoe that fits me. And the rabbis teach us, when you say to God, thank you for giving me what I need, what you're saying is, my life is like a shoe. You give me what fits me. Too much, too little. I'll trip over myself or I'll be in too much pain. It's a crazy idea. But when you align yourself in the mornings, and when we start to realize that we, for the most part, I'm not saying we're not grappling with things. We are. And some harder than others. But we're not even getting close to, do, to talk about what to do with our time. We're not even going to get, we can't even have a conversation about that. Until we start to train ourselves to get a little blown away by the things that we sort of take for granted. We got to get a little more excited. You remember, I think we did this here. When, when Joseph, the story of Joseph and the brothers, if you remember, at the end of the story, Joseph holds Benjamin back and the brothers know that Jacob can't live without Benjamin. And Jacob said, and the, the brothers tell Jacob, how can I go back to my father? And the Na'ar and the young lad is not with me. That's the, that's the statement. There's a great, there's a good rabbi in Israel. His name is Yom Tov Glazer. He says, he quoted somebody that I forgot that said, that's how life works. You go back into the world and you come up to God at the end of your year and you think to yourself, how can I return to my father, my father in heaven? And the lad, the young lad, the young person, that young kid isn't with me anymore. How did I lose my young kidness? How did I lose my, my glamour in my eyes that I had when I was young? What did the world do to me? 
that I lost the excitement that the kids have for life. You give a kid and bring him into a new environment, he runs. You ever look at little kids? They run. They don't walk. They don't have that mode. Watch little kids play. They don't walk. They run. They're so excited to be alive. When you take them to a destination, they're just excited for the plane. When you get excited about anything, they get excited about it. They don't care. How did life take us from that childhood excitement for the little things and make us want only things that are bigger or in comparison to others? The childhood enthusiasm. How am I going to get to my father? And the child is not with me. That's the story of our lives. You can be sophisticated in your brain and be, and be still a child in your heart. Nothing wrong with that. That's one of the most exalted ways to live your life. There's nothing wrong with getting blown away that you're alive in the morning. So that's how we should be. At least that's what I took from yesterday. That's what blew me away. Every year the Holocaust blows me away. So many lessons. Today on Timeless Lessons, we're going to talk about another one. But to me, the fact that we are, we're dealing with time. I don't want to skip over this. I don't want to skip over this. I don't want to. I want to, I want to dwell in it. And I think it deserves dwelling. We need to really start to get blown away that we have time. We need to really slow down. Slow down from accomplishing the ambition. And all, you, and all the type A's out there, I'm talking to you too. I know. Every second has to be productive. Every second we got to do something. We have to start to get blown away by time, by quality of time, by waking up in the morning and gaining a perspective that what's in front of us is a day. And if the day is filled with enough health and food and shelter and human rights. That's, that would have been the greatest gift to 6 million people less than a hundred years ago. If you would have ended up in the ghetto where Mrs. Kenner was, or where my grandparents were, or where many of your grandparents or parents were, or many of the Jews that you've never met were and said to them, I'm going to give you a gift tomorrow just for tomorrow, you're going to wake up and you're going to be a normal human being back in your home in Poland or in Czechoslovakia or in Germany. And you're going to go through your day and you're going to just be regular and you're going to eat breakfast and you're going to walk around your community and you're going to go to the local grocery store and you're going to look like everybody else and you're going to buy bread and you're going to come home and you're going to see your loved ones and you're going to pick up the phone and call somebody. And when you don't, when something goes wrong, you're going to have a right 
and you're going to walk. And I'm going to give you one day like that. How much every single person in Auschwitz would have said, I'll give you everything that I have for that. Every single person in Birkenau and Dachau and Treblinka would have said, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'll give you, I'll give you everything that I own for once. God gave that to us today. You don't got to go through Auschwitz to appreciate it. Because if me and you were there and God gave us today, we would have been dancing and singing. So why does God have to put us through Auschwitz to get us to dance and sing to the fact that me and you have today? And we have X amount of hours left till the sun sets and we got to go to bed or later than that. What are we doing with the gift that God gave us? What are we doing with that gift? That's called time. That's the story of the Jews as they left Egypt. That's the story of the Jews as they left Auschwitz. That's the story of the human experience. It's the story of what it means to be a thinking human being. I take nothing for granted and I don't take my time for granted. Every hour that I have is valuable. I'm never going to get it ever again. And as I get older, I'm going to look back and go, man, I had a time a while ago that I did not take for that I that I took for granted. How many of us look back at our youth and think about all the wasted time? How many people do you know that are really later on in their years and you knew them when they were younger and they were they were on fire when they were younger. How hard is it for parents to see their parents? How hard is it for kids to see their grandkids, to see their grandparents? You know how hard it was for me to see my grandparents as they got old and to tell my children that you don't know who these people were. They look to you like they're just weak, frail People, they, they weren't, they weren't, they were filled with life. They were, you don't know them. Time, you know what my grandparents would have given for more time? You know what my aunt who recently passed would have given for more time? Time. It's time for us to really appreciate what we got. Really before we get so sophisticated, before we decide to demand things from God, before we start getting upset at our bosses and our family members that they don't give us more respect or whatever. Can you imagine if we lived this way? Can you imagine if me and you lived this way? We woke up in the morning and before we got out of bed, we were our hearts were jumping out of our bodies with excitement. I got a day. I got a day. Can you imagine what our lives can look like if all we did was gain that level of, of appreciation for time? I can't. I hope I get there. With your help, we can get there together. That's all we are. That's all we. That's all we're together. You know that. 
You know, that's what Shabbat's about. That's what Shabbat's about. That's what the weekend is about. That's what Shabbat's about. It's about respecting the time that we have. It's about slowing down so that we can speed up. All right, think about it this weekend. Just think about it. Don't think you're crazy, but who cares? Who cares? Let them think we're crazy. Let them think we're unsophisticated. Let them think that like we're childish. Who cares? Who cares? I'm giving everybody homework and I'll do it too. Blean out there. One moment this weekend, just slow down in the morning. Start to increase the joy that's in your heart that you have time. It's the greatest gift. It's the greatest gift we'll ever have. All right, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. Have a great weekend. Good Shabbos. Thanks for being back with us. It's an honor to be back with you. And I hope and I pray that we appreciate the gifts that we have so that we can make the best use of them. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again next week. Okay, everybody, have a great weekend. Great weekend and Shabbat Shalom. 